Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Um, this service... I really felt that God was going to bring some breakthrough into our lives today. Here's, here's what I think. Um, here's what I'm believing that God will do in your life. Maybe some of these things will resonate with you. I'm believing that God will bring clarity to people's minds. I'm believing that God will lift the storm clouds that are in lives. And I'm believing that God is going to cut off some things that have been holding you back from believing Him at His Word. And... I'm believing that God is just going to release a spirit of faith in this place today. I think we've already, we've already felt, I've already felt it as we were singing those words, as we were praying with Andrew. And I just believe that you're going to walk out different today. So are you excited? Are you expectant? Awesome. Awesome. So bold faith. We've been speaking about bold faith last week. Andrew was in a boat. That was cool. That was exciting. Um, and today I'm going to continue to talk about bold faith. What is bold faith and how do we get it? Because So I've grown up in church and uh, from, from a young age, I remember hearing these great men and women um, preaching about faith and how important faith is and how we need to get it. And I was like, cool, that's really awesome. I can see that that is important, but I, but I don't get it. I don't understand what this faith thing is. I don't understand how I meant to get this faith that, that you talk about. I see that it's important. I see that it's really important, but I just, I just don't get it. And so I would sit and listen in church and I would have these questions. I'd have all these questions like, okay, but well, what is faith exactly? Like it's not a tangible thing, right? So I think, you know, I was just, um, well, I'm kind of practically minded. So it was like, okay, but faith isn't really an emotion, but how do, so how do I, how do I get it? The Bible says it's a substance, but it's not really like, how do I, how is it a substance? I don't understand. And, and so I, and I didn't understand how faith, um, how faith worked to actually believe the impossible. Okay. God is a God of the impossible. That's great. But how do I actually believe for that? How do I have faith to believe for that? Like, how do you believe for the promises of God in your life? And, and what I really thought was, you know, that's great for that person speaking. That's great for that amazing pastor or leader who clearly has all of this faith. But I don't think that's for me. I'm just not that type of personality. Um, because when I was growing up, um, I had something I really struggled to to actually get faith. I had a lot of doubt in my mind. And that's because um, of a situation that happened when I was young. So like I said, I grew up knowing God and believing in Him, but I really struggled in my early years as a Christian and at, when I was a teenager um, to actually understand, as I said, what faith was, but to also believe that God actually heard me and that, and that I, I could see the impossible happen in my life. So when I was young, um, my uncle got diagnosed with a brain tumour 
And he struggled with this for many years. He went through chemo and all that. It was um, a couple of years um, that he was sick. And I was young and I faithfully prayed every night and believed that God would heal him. Every night my dad would come in and say goodnight to me and would say prayers together and I would pray for him and believe. I had childlike faith. I was like, God is healer, therefore I pray and my uncle will be healed. And so I had this faith in every night I would pray and believe that he would be healed. Um, However, when I was about 12 or 13, he passed away. And this threw me into a state of absolute confusion. I not only was devastated that my uncle had passed away, but I was so confused why God didn't hear my prayers, why God didn't answer me. I, I just didn't get it. And I didn't know why it seemed like my prayers weren't being answered. And it seemed like God hadn't come through in that moment. And it felt like God wasn't listening and it felt like he didn't care. And I was so confused and for years I found it so difficult to pray, so difficult to believe that God would actually answer me when I prayed. And this confusion built up over many, many years, um, well, many years, maybe about five or so. And so this confusion and doubt, it built up until it was like this raging storm cloud in my mind. And it was so unclear and my mind was so unclear that any time I tried to talk to God, any time I tried to pray, I couldn't because the what if questions would come in. I would say, you know, I would, I would ask God for something and then the what if question would come in, what if he doesn't do it? What if it doesn't happen? What if he doesn't come through? He didn't come through then, apparently. So what if he doesn't now? And so I would have all of these questions going on and on in my mind. And it got to this point, I was in grade 11 and I was coming up to this missions trip and I like, Coming up to a trip, you know, where, where you're going and believing God is going to do like amazing things in people's lives, but I couldn't even pray. I couldn't even talk to God. And so I went on this missions trip um, to the Philippines. It was a great trip. We saw God do incredible things. But I still had this, this storm cloud in my head and, and it felt it was, it was quite difficult for me to push through. And I couldn't push through. I couldn't push through this, this cloud in my mind. And this one day we, um, we went to a village and we were um, preaching at the Sunday service. So we were preaching and then we did some ministry time and pray for some people and that was awesome. And then um, the mayor of the town asked us to come and pray for this woman who had cancer. And so a couple of us, we walk um, down to her house and we walk into this room and she's lying in this bed and I have never seen someone so weak and so frail before. She had been in that bed for months and... We're like, okay, let's pray. Like, great, let's let's believe that this woman is going to be healed. And honestly, I couldn't do it. I saw this person lying in front of me, and I was like, she's so weak and so frail. Like, I don't understand how it's gonna how this is gonna happen. And one of the guys was like, um, we were praying. And he's like, I'm, I saw a vision that she was gonna walk. So we have to, you know, we have to try and get her walking. And so um, we're trying to get her up, but she was so weak that she couldn't walk by herself. And, um, and then he, um, the, the same guy challenged us. He was like, for those of us who are in the room, he's like, okay, so anyone who doesn't believe that this is possible, you should just leave the room. We need to believe in faith that this woman is going to be healed. And um, I didn't believe, but I didn't want to leave the room. Um, so, so instead, what I did, I backed up and I closed my eyes and I was like, God, give me the faith to believe. 
I wanted to believe. I wanted to see this woman healed. And as my eyes were closed, I saw a vision of this frail, weak woman taking steps by herself. And then I opened up my eyes and I saw her walking. And in that moment, the storm cloud of doubt completely lifted. And it was like I could pray again. It was like I could believe again. And it was amazing. I had this incredible experience through someone else's testimony, which is really cool. And I got to have bold faith again. I got to believe again. So this thing of bold faith, it is challenging. And it is like, okay, but how, how does that happen? How, what does that look like? I've seen it in my own life. I have, as I said, I had an experience of doubt. And now, um, many years later, I've learned some stuff about faith. And so I'm hoping that I can share with you what I've learned um, a bit on my journey of faith with God. And the, um, a couple of things that bold faith is not. I'm going to shatter a few, um, a few misconceptions that I also had when I was growing up. Bold faith is not always loud faith. You know, sometimes when I picture someone who has bold faith, I picture this person that's preaching and they're very loud and, you know, they're very like active with, with their whole body. And, and sometimes we can perceive people that way of like, oh, okay, that's what loud, that's what faith is. That's what bold faith is. It's this person yelling and speaking. But no, that's not always what bold faith looks like. Even the most shy and introverted person can also have bold faith. And so bold faith is not just a personality. Maybe like you, you, you thought that um, your personality, you think that your personality discounts you from having bold faith. That's not true because I'm, I'm not a super loud person. I'm not the, thank you, Twinkie, for shaking your head at that. I really appreciate that. <laughs> She's just up the back. I happen to see her. Thanks, Twinkie. Love you. I'm not the super loud person and I'm not the super outgoing person, but I can still have bold faith because it's not about a personality. And bold faith is not for a few select super holy people. It's not for the preacher. It's not just for the pastor. It's for everyone. Bold faith is for everyone and it's for you today. And I want to read this scripture in Hebrews 6 that helps us just understand again um, what bold faith actually is. In Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. That's it. That's faith. Number one, believe that God exists. Number two, believe that He is a rewarder of those who sincerely seek Him. Because I think sometimes we can get really good at the first one. We'll believe that God exists. Yep, cool. We've got that. Maybe some of you in here, most of us maybe, um, believe that God exists, but sometimes it's harder to believe that God is actually a rewarder of those who sincerely seek Him. Sometimes it's harder to believe that the promise of God will actually come to place in our lives. Because that was the thing with me. I, I knew that God could do miracles. I knew that God was healer, but I didn't think He could do it in my life. I knew that God heard prayers. I just didn't think He heard mine. But that is not truth. The truth is the bold faith is for everyone and for every part of your life. And relating to this scripture on faith, um, I just wanted to read uh, what this scholar says because I think it just paints, it, paints faith so beautifully. He says, 
Hence, when the reader is advised that to draw near to God, he must believe that he exists, he is not being invited to take a step in the dark, but to turn on the light. He is not being encouraged to work up a blind faith, but to entrust the whole of his being to him who, to him who is himself, truth, light, and life. That is what faith is. It is giving up your whole being to God, to this person who is truth, light, and life. And I don't know what part of your journey you're on today. Maybe you're here and you don't have faith in Jesus. Maybe you're kind of more at the beginning of your journey um, of what bold faith actually means. Here's my encouragement to you. Would you trust Jesus? Would you lean into who Jesus is? Or maybe you've been on the journey a while and you're like, I have faith, I trust God. That's amazing. Fantastic. Can I challenge you to lean in a bit further, to believe for more, to pray bolder prayers? And maybe would you get a bit bold in the spirit? Would you get a bit rowdy to believe that God can do immeasurably more than you ask, think, or imagine? That's my challenge to you because bold faith is for everyone and it's for every part of our life. But you might be like, that's, that's great, Steph. That's awesome, that bold, bold faith is for me. But like, what does that even look like in my life? I'm so great, glad you asked. Thank you for asking. Fantastic. So bold faith, what does that look like in your life? Here's what I think it looks like. Personal, purposeful partnership. Personal, per- purposeful partnership. The three Ps, an alliteration. Who doesn't love an alliteration, right? Easy, easy to remember. And the Bible is filled with people who at first didn't think that bold faith was for them. They were just regular, limited people and they had their doubts, but they chose to trust in God and saw Him do incredible things. And one of these people, a great example of this is Moses. And so I want to look at the life of Moses and look how he had bold faith, how he had personal, purposeful partnership in his life. And so I'm going to unpack what this means, personal, purposeful partnership, bit of a tongue twister. Going to unpack what that means um, and look at the life of Moses. Going to take a quick sip of my water. Thank you for waiting. Okay, personal. What does that mean? Bold faith is personal. So faith starts personal. It starts with our relationship with God. It starts with us knowing who God is and trusting who He is. So it starts personally and individually. And that looks different for each of us, right? We need a personal revelation of what faith is and who God is. Because what is our faith really grounded in? It's grounded in the nature and the character of God. That is why we can have faith, because God is good and He is faithful. And we need to know that so that we can have bold faith. Because that's really, with my story, that's where I really struggled. I struggled to know the nature and character of God. And when I didn't, I doubted whether He would come through for me. So we must know that God is good and He is faithful and He can do the impossible And how do we find out the nature and character of God? Well, that's through His Word. And 
I want to look at Moses' life because we see him have this incredible encounter with God and it changes his life forever. So Moses, um, a bit of context for those who may not be as familiar with Moses. He is a man in the Old Testament who led his people, the Israelites, who are the people of God, out of slavery in Egypt. And he grew up in Egypt in the Pharaoh's house, but fled to the desert. While he was in the desert, God revealed himself to Moses in a burning bush. It's a pretty crazy encounter, a bush that is burning, that talks, but doesn't actually completely burn. Weird. It was here that Moses had a personal encounter with God and he discovered the nature and character of God. Now for time, I'm not going to read the whole story, but it happened, it unfolded in Exodus 3. And here's what God told Moses. He said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then he commissioned him. He sent him back to Egypt to talk to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Amazing. That's a big call. That's a, that's a, that's a big thing. But Moses argued with God five times. Like imagine like God just like appearing to you in a burning bush and then you're like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like that's how crazy is that? But God, uh, but Moses still went because he had an encounter with God. And here's who God showed himself to be to Moses. He showed that he was with him. God said, go to, the, go to the Egyptians, rescue my people, I will be with you. So God is present with us. God revealed himself as the I am, which basically just means he is the greatest. He, he is beyond anything we can ever ask, think about. He is the I am, that, who, that is who God is. He showed Moses that he heard his people. He heard his cries from the people in Egypt who were slaves. And so that is why he was sending Moses. So God was a person who heard his people. And he also showed Moses that he can do great signs and wonders. Literally in um, Exodus 3, he turned a staff into a snake and then back again. Crazy. So he showed Moses that he was a God who could do the impossible, who could do signs and wonders. So Moses had this personal encounter with God and God showed him his nature and character. And so Moses went. Moses stepped out in faith. God made it personal to him because before that, Moses was just in the desert hiding. He was, he was hiding from God. He was hiding from the Egyptians. But God said, here I am. This is who I am. Now go. And have faith. And I think that for me, um, my personal definition of why I have faith because of my story and my journey is God sees me, He hears me, and He responds to me. For me, that's, that's what resonates with me because I didn't think God heard me and I didn't think God saw me and I didn't think He would respond. So now I have faith because I know that God hears me. I know that God sees me and I know that he will respond to my faith. And I encourage you, if you don't personally know the character and nature of God, maybe you have some questions, maybe you have some doubts, I encourage you to ask him, to seek him, to spend time with him, getting to know who he is, because that is what our faith is grounded in. It is grounded in who Jesus is. It is grounded in the nature and character of God. 
So bold faith starts personal. It starts personal. And and then it moves on to purposeful. Bold faith is purposeful. So faith by its nature is action-oriented. Faith is action. Andrew talked last week about stepping out of the boat. That's action. That's taking a step of faith. And faith is also a choice. It's not just taking a step, but it's deciding to take a step. It's, a, it's deciding to change your thinking. It's deciding to pursue God instead of pursue something else. It's intentionally taking steps to grow in our faith because it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen. It takes one step and it takes the next step and it takes the next step. And that is how we grow in faith. That is how we have bold faith. Because when I was listening to um, those people speaking about faith and those preachers talking, my questions was, okay, I don't fully understand faith, but also how do I get it? How do I even get faith? Because I thought that faith was this thing that I had to muster up in myself. I thought it was this thing that I had to get and then I could use it. I had to get it first. I had to get faith and then I could actually step out in faith. But it's not. It's the other way around. You step out in faith and as you step out in faith, you get more faith. And I think this is um, maybe the hardest part of having bold faith. Uh, because it's risky and sometimes it can feel like we're stepping out and there might be nothing there. Um, who's, who knows the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Anyone know that? I remember for some reason we had the last five minutes of this on a tape when I was growing up and so I, I think I've seen the last five minutes of this movie like a thousand times. And so this is one scene where Indiana Jones is going through um, – a bunch of tests and he gets to this one test and this is what he sees. He has a chasm in front of him and on the other side is where he needs to go. And he's like, how do I get across that? No one can leap that far. And this is sometimes how it can feel like when we come to have faith, when we come to like, God's like, all right, step out in faith. And you're like, but God, there's nothing there. What do I step on? What if I just fall into a giant chasm of nothingness? But here's, um, here's what Indiana Jones says in, uh, in the movie. He says, it's a leap of faith. And then you see it cut to Sean Connery and he's like, you must believe, boy. That was my best Sean Connery impression. It was not very good, I know. It's like the deep husky voice. But this is what it can feel like when, we're, when we have bold faith, right? When we try and have bold faith. But that's why we start personal. Because when you come up to something like this, and be like, all right, I'm stepping out. I don't really know if there's anything going to be there, but I'm trusting that God is good. I'm trusting that He is faithful and there will be something there. And if you know the, if you know the movie, Indiana Jones has to, you know, he like centers himself and he's like, I have to believe, I have to believe. And then he steps out and there's something there. It's just invisible. So faith can kind of sometimes be like that. We step out and then we see that there's actually something there. And when um, we look back to the life of Moses, uh, we see him continually following the call of God and stepping out. Even though he doubted at the beginning, even though he was a scared and weak man, he continually stepped out in faith and believing that God would do what he said he would do. After the burning bush encounter, he goes back to Egypt and talks to Pharaoh. And when Pharaoh doesn't let the Israelites go, God uses Moses to bring signs and wonders, 10 plagues upon the Egyptians, so that 
And, and, and in every step, in every one of those plagues, Moses has to do something first and then something happens. He has to step out in faith. He, faith. he has to follow the voice of God. And it's the same as he eventually brings the Israelites out of Egypt. They get to the Red Sea and through Moses putting his staff in the water, the waters are parted by the power of God and the Israelites can escape. But Moses had to put his staff in the water. He had to follow the voice of God. And when, then when they get to the desert and they're heading to the promised land, Moses again and again has bold faith and leads his people back to the Lord. Bold faith is purposefully and intentionally taking steps of faith, which can turn into a walk of faith, which can turn into a life of faith. So it starts with one step, but as you take another step and you take another step, it begins to be a walk, it begins to be a journey. And as you walk, you grow in faith. So bold faith is purposeful. And the last one, bold faith is partnership. Bold faith is intertwining your life with God. It is faith that gives God free reign in every area of your life. And maybe for you, this is maybe the hardest one. It's faith that relies on Him for direction, for intercession, for provision. It is trusting the whole of your being to a God who is good, to a God who is faithful and can do all things, who is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And as much as faith is action and it is choice, it is purposeful, you get faith by actually letting go, by letting go of control of your own life and going, all right, God, I know what's happening. I don't know what's on the other side, but I'm going to step out. And it's that letting go, that partnership that increases your faith. It's that partnership that leads you to bold faith. But what can this look like in our lives? Well, a quick story um, from my life. And I say this, um, yeah, not to not to show how great I am uh, because I'm not, but... Um, so uh, a couple of years ago, I was working for a place called Christian Heritage College, and I, I worked there part-time, And um, but it was still like a significant portion of my income. And then one day, my boss, he walks into my office and he says, Steph, because of financial reasons, we are looking at making some people redundant, and one of your, and your job is one of those jobs that we're looking at. We, we haven't decided yet. Um, we're going to decide in six weeks. And then, and then we'll let you know. But just letting you know, giving you a heads up that that's a possibility. And my first response, which was a little bit shocking to me, honestly, but my first response when I heard him say that was, okay, God, what are you going to do? My first response, because I had partnered with God and intertwined my life with God, was, okay, God, this is up to you. Like, this isn't ideal, but I know that you're going to do something. And I say this, Again, humbly, because this has not always been my response at all. Um, even seven months before this event, in a similar situation, my response was completely different. It was completely different. My response was anxiety and frustration and anger towards God. But in this moment, I was like, all right, God, you got to do something. Because you know my needs. You know where I'm at. you got to do something. And the incredible thing is that he did, and that's actually how I ended up here at City Lights, which is awesome. But this has not always been my response. 
And this is how we intertwine our life with God by leaning on Him and His wisdom and His control. Even this week for me, I got, um, I got an email this week to say I'm, I'm renting my place and I got an email to say that my house had been sold and I have a very short amount of time to move out, which in this market is not super exciting and with a limited income, also a challenge. And my first response was not faith. My first response was fear and anxiety and frustration. But in that moment, when I was sitting on my couch after I read that email, I decided what my second choice would be, what my second response would be. My second response would be faith. My second response would be going, all right, God, you'll make a way. You will make a way. And that, that is what it looks like to intertwine your life with God. Maybe it's not your first response, but let it be your second response. Let it be your third response. Let it be your fourth response. Because that is what bold faith is. It is partnering your life with God and trusting Him with every area of your life. And again, we see this in the life of Moses. We see we luckily get a broad view of his whole life and, and a lot of encounters that he had with God. And when we look at the life of Moses, he started as a scared person and someone who didn't want to step out in faith. But as he journeyed with God, he got more faith. As he purposefully stepped out again and again, we see him partner with God. We see a man who led his people to freedom, who led his people back to the Lord again and again. And here's what the Bible says about who Moses was. He was called God's servant. And in Numbers, God actually says this about Moses. He says, but not with my servant Moses, of all my house, he is the one I trust. I speak to him face to face, clearly not in riddles. He sees the Lord as he is. That's what God says about Moses after a life lived in partnership with him. And in Deuteronomy, it says, There has never been another prophet in Israel like Moses, whom God, who the Lord knew face to face. And in another translation, it says, Who God knew face to face as a friend. Wow, how powerful that God would say this about Moses. God could trust Moses because Moses was faithful. Moses consistently partnered his life with God. He stepped out in faith and he trusted God and surrendered his whole life to Him. And the amazing thing we see about Moses is that when he partnered his life with God, a whole nation was changed. Amazing. This partnership of faith, it's just not for you. It's for others and it's, the, it's for the kingdom of God as well. How incredible is that, that we have the opportunity to partner with God for not just our personal life, that as well, yes, but also for others, but also to see His kingdom expanded on this earth, to see heaven come to earth. And what this might look like in your life, with bold faith that partners with God to see the kingdom come on earth. Maybe in your home, it's trusting God with your relationships, with your spouse, with your children. Maybe it's asking God to help you in those situations, to bringing Him into conversations, to setting aside some time as a family to have with Him. Maybe that's what that looks like, partnership in your, in your home. Maybe partnership in your work looks like believing that God will give you favour as you work diligently 
so that others can see the goodness of God and believe in him. Maybe in your business, believing that God can use what you do to further his kingdom. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful partnership. That's giving all of your life over to him. And even in a broader view, looking at your purpose in life here on earth, maybe your purpose in life is not just to live and to work, but to actually make a difference in this world, to actually bring heaven to earth. That's bold faith. That's partnership with the Holy Spirit to believe that God can do incredible things through you, incredible things in your life and incredible things in the world around you. Bold faith is personal, purposeful partnership. Personal, purposeful partnership. And here's my encouragement to you as I ask the band to come back up. Here's my encouragement to you. No matter where you are on your faith journey, as I said, you might be at the beginning, you might be at the middle, you might have been here for, you know, 10 plus years. No matter where you are, you can live a life of bold faith because it is for everyone and it's for you too. And here's my challenge to you today. Would you make your faith deeply personal to you? Would you discover who God is again? Maybe it's a fresh revelation. Maybe you have a good relationship with God, but maybe, hey, let's discover again because God is infinite and there's always more for you to discover. Here's my other challenge. Would you purposefully and intentionally take steps of faith in your life and believe that God can do the impossible and make a way? Would you surrender control and and decide to partner with God in every area of your life? in every situation that presents itself, in every challenge. Surrender your life to Him and partner with Him. Lean on Him for wisdom, for understanding, for everything that you need. Personal, purposeful partnership. That's what it means to live a life of bold faith. And as we close today, I, as I said, I was, I'm believing for a lot to take place in your life today. And maybe God has already started. I'm believing that He has. But I really wanted to allow some time to pray for some people. I wanted to pray for some people who feels like this, who feel like there's something holding them back from having bold faith. Maybe you've resonated a bit with the story that I shared about my own journey how I started with this storm cloud in my mind and I couldn't, you know, find a way through by myself. And as I was praying for you, I got this image in my mind of um, there's some people here who it's like you have strings attached to your back. And when you try and step out, you try and have faith. It's like they pull you back and they stop you from moving forward in faith. And so I, w- I want to pray for you today. And I'm believing that God will actually break those things off your life. I'm believing that God will bring freedom and you'll be able to walk out in faith. Those things, they will no longer plague you anymore. That like me, the storm cloud will lift in your life. Now, I don't know what that means for you. It could be, uh, it could be fear. It could be doubt. It could be anxiety. It could be control. It could be addictions. I'm not sure what that looks like for you. But God is going to bring breakthrough into your life today. And so can I ask everyone to stand?
and we're going to make some space. The band behind me is going to play and um, I invite you to sing along um, the words of the songs. But if that's you, if that resonates with you, that you feel like there's something holding you back from having bold faith today, would you come to the front and we're going to pray for you. We're going to believe for breakthrough in your life. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.